The following podcast contains adult themes and adult language. Listener discretion advised. And although we joke, if you or someone you know is affected by or a victim of domestic violence, dial 1-800-799-7233 or visit the National Domestic Violence Hotline's website, thehotline.org. It's always the husband, it's always the husband, it's always the husband, I'm on QB. Hey everybody, this is Sarah. Hi, it's Megan. You are listening to It's Always the Husband podcast. You sure the hell are. Yes. God damn it, and I'm trying to adjust. We're having technical difficulties. I wonder who... It's not Gary, because, I mean, Gary's balls healed, because he got his oh, balls crushed oh, in a vice last oh. week. He's back, but can you guess who caused some technical difficulties? I can only hear out of one of my headphone ears. And Thanks, Randy. Yep. That fucker Randy. Oh, my God. Look at oh, where geez. Randy is He's right up now. in my kitchen. We film on my dining room table that's, uh, I call it an antique um okay um <laughs> it's called an antique i'm sitting on a folding chair yes. as well by the way this is part of the set what the fuck i have a job and i'm a grown woman you have several jobs and i actually even saw a set that's on sale for black friday and i was gonna send I it know. to you i must have forgotten i know we are going we are going to get you a goddamn no. dining room table. No, you <laughs> you <laughs> this one isn't appropriate. This pristine cellulite laden ass should not be sitting on a and folding this? chair, you goddamn bitch. I know. But Randy is up on the top of my cupboards where he likes to like lions like to be up high so they can look at the savannah. Not that the male lions hunt or anything no they like to be up high <laughs> and look they just down sit around yeah. so cats must like to do that lord over their people so he likes to do that wow. so he's up there staring down at the mess he created chewing fucking cords if- <laughs> god damn it if he meows i'll only yeah. hear it out of one ear i know okay. so we'll have to replenish but thankfully we have patreons for this <laughs> so our patreons are people that actually How? pay money for us to help produce <laughs> these episodes because they know gary isn't cutting it at all and we actually got two more this week and we're so shocked so we can use this money to buy new cords and better randy proof our set and get new headphones because mine are literally from 1972 they are because i maybe took them from somewhere yeah one of our jobs jobs. Said, one. It accidentally fell into my purse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to walk out with it. Nobody knew. Nobody cares. No. Sarah Han, thank you so Sarah. much. And she's a Sarah with an H. Oh my God, which she's is the like perfect me. Sarah. Yeah, but I also love Sarah's without an H, yeah, too. Yeah, me too. We have a lot of Sarah without an H fans, too. Mm-hmm. 
And Trisha Drake, welcome. Thank you. We cannot even thank you enough. I want to cry. We've been having some great Patreon discussions lately, too, on um, possible cases for us to just research. And I've been yeah. going over a lot of them, trying to put them all together. There's some that are so good. Some people have mentioned some from their hometowns that are just yes. bonkers that you don't really hear of. And crazy. These men are insane. Okay. I can't wait. I know. Oh, my gosh. Once so it's the world, awful. but that yeah, that means we'll have it's to like shit together, research, yeah. go to the Library of Congress and look oh up books, <laughs> <laughs> and where you have to check out with the desk people, and you go to the special, yes, like, you go into the where you walk down stairs and you like go on a the winding, stacks. yeah, yeah. It's like a beautiful curve, right? And you staircase. have to pick out your book, and then you sit, yeah, it's the special light, at a special the, like all those mystery table. movies, yeah. Anyway, that's what we're going to do. And then we'll steal the Declaration of Independence. (laughs) And then we'll run out and immediately get shot a thousand times by machine guns. (laughs) And we'll say, at least it wasn't our fucking husbands. We would would be so bad at it. What do we do? How do we get past the security? I don't know. Also, why do we want this? Yeah. Why do we want it? It's old and all shitty. You can't even read it because his handwriting is all blurred. Your dining room table is older I than know. this shit. <laughs> it totally is. They don't even have folding chairs back then, those dicks. <laughs> what did they sit on? A stool yeah. in their pantaloons? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Wearing a wig like a like you a racist asshole. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Fuck them all. Anyway. <laughs> You can tell we have great attitudes. I know. <laughs> Absolutely. But thank you so much, Patreon. We we're love so it. We're so excited. Yes. And we definitely benefit from it because we're just pieces of shit and can Ooh. use all the help we can <laughs> <laughs> She didn't care for that. Um, <laughs> also, I have to apologize to our Patreon, Kristen J. Yeah. Oops. I gave her an envelope multiple times multiple times ago and she hasn't received and her care package so your new patreons will receive your care package soon because sarah will not put them in the hands of, of you now <laughs> you i'm sorry and i apologize we do have Kristen. stickers for sale on our etsy you can find that link and stuff too we have a facebook page facebook group twitter if you go to our facebook Instagram. page right now uh listener tara has a great video she took of opening up her fridge and the Prosecco yes, is right there. The and then she has her sticker. And sticker. listener Kat has been oh my God, hilarious putting the best lines yes! and memes. I, I just love every single one. Oh my God, Kat gosh. hates cleaning her house just like I do. Yeah. And she's like, don't worry. No, nobody. It's cl- just no, me and my husband and we're filthy. And Why I was would like, you? thank God. Okay. No, my home is... I just if Rachel wasn't nineteen, she'd be I was like, you'll be taken away by child services. <laughs> Someone came over. They'll just say, Look at this your table, ma'am. You feed your daughter at this table. You cannot well, feed yeah. your family at this Oh jeez. Anyway, what what do you call What? Antiquated. God, I couldn't antiquated. think of it. I was well like, that's a big antique, word for us. Yeah. yeah. God. That's a big word. We're not learning. I lost it. No, we're not. We're not. As we nope. say, that's our new catchphrase. <laughs> we are not learned folk. Nope. nope. Which takes us to reading. Does it? 
It we sure read, does. We do read a lot. We do read a lot. Um, and in fact, I actually do. I used to read romance books a lot. It's a great genre because you can have a romance, like crime thriller romance, yeah. which are really good. Uh, like Sandra Brown or um, uh, what's her name? That's J.D. Robb, who's also... What? She's also the woman who writes 900 romances a week. And her alias is J.D. Robb, but she writes these great oh. crime thriller romances. Um, people are screaming at me. I'll We'll look it up. Look up J.D. Robb. You'll know this other romance writer. Janet Ivanovich? Because no. that's what I spent. Yes. And like, Janet Ivanovich is great. 900 yes. summers ago, I read every um, single But then one. you also can have romances that are like everything from like a Bigfoot mystery. Nora Roberts. Nora Robert, Roberts. Yeah. Yes. She writes under an alias and does like police... A police hero lady in the oh, set in the future, and they're yeah. actually pretty good. But yeah. you can go back in time. You can have historical romances or future you romances can. like J.D. Robb, or you can have um, romances set yeah in any time period, or they can be sci-fi romances. Or, it's like covers every genre, and it just a boner is a boner everywhere in every genre. What about my teen romances? Because yes, because of my ultra secret job, yeah, I spend a lot of time reading books yes. for young adults i don't right. know why <laughs> but still a um, good romance there's a good that. romance it's a well, good like, romance even think the of hunter the fault games, in our stars you know and yeah the that hunter had, games well they had a that she had hunter? oh she did yeah she had two that she had yeah. to choose from yeah um and, so yeah. anyway this is what i was laughing about when i walked in um, I told Sarah on my way here, I was listening to our other favorite, one of our favorite podcasts, Heaving Bosoms. And so I just had started it and <laughs> one of, um, I think it was Aaron. Was it Aaron? Who yes, came? Aaron is from Alaska. Get yes. this. And Melody is New Jersey. And, and they're they best have friends. To, and they, they podcast together. They must Skype podcast. I haven't learned how to do that yet. We it's have to do crazy. it in person all We the have time. to be right by each so other. So their time, they talk about their time zone. One is like they can never one has to be up in the middle of the night to record and the other one or early in the morning you know early in the morning think of their time difference can you imagine if we didn't live and they hold right it together I, I know if we didn't live five minutes from each other how would we do this how would we well anyway function. yeah anyway no. but anyway i was listening to it and right away she was like uh i didn't read the book <laughs> <laughs> i didn't watch the forensic files i'm just yeah. gonna guess uh sorry and melody was like god damn it yeah. you have three weeks to read the goddamn book but anyway we have been enjoying um their podcast so like us they like to read and they read only smutty nav uh, romance novels right and then they just recap them scene by scene. right you don't have to read the book like a book club right because they they tell you everything tell you, in detail right. so it's like us you don't have to watch the forensic files never we'll recap it i mean you should Even, watch yeah. it because we make fun of their glasses and clothes yes. and you really need but to they see do too they break down every scene and then run off on tangents and and go off on funny things and so or even bring Harry Potter tangents. into it like they do in which Harry Potter house they are. That's because they suggest starting with episodes 30, which I've just been listening from the start yeah, back. Me too. Um, and so I just popped to that one and they were talking and I was like, this where has this been? This is I just wish I would have started from the start which Harry Potter house they were. And I think it was Melody that was what I am a Ravenclaw, but kind of really a Slytherin at the same time and you don't know what any of this you're a means. goddamn Slytherin I know I'm, I'm maybe more Slytherin than Ravenclaw 
I'm for um, sure the Hufflepuff, nerd, like Aaron yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, none know. of us are um, Gryffindors. We are not. We're brave. not good enough. We are not going to <laughs> no. battle. We are not going to really risk our decks for anybody else. We're going to say, "Hey, you made that choice. Live with it," and then we move on and go to the dorm and just take a diarrhea. <laughs> And my Slytherin and self yeah. probably started the trouble. Probably. And then laughed when people were hurt. Um, yes. <laughs> so, yeah. But anyway, exactly. that's like what they do. Like, they're best friends like us. So if you like yes. our show, you'll love them. And they're funny. They and smart. Are smart. And feminist. Yes, they swear like sailors just yeah. like we do. So if you're looking for a new podcast, um, this is a great yeah. one for and you. And don't, again, like us, don't listen around your kids unless you're Correct. like me and I listen around my kid. But I've talked horrible <laughs> around her her yeah. whole life. Yeah. Um, it is explicit because they talk about romance, the sex scenes, which are out Boners. of control in every yeah. single one of these books. And that's half the, that's why you read them. I mean, honestly. Let's be real. Right. You're not reading them for the literary. The literary merits. Yeah. No. Although some romance writers are great writers. They just, some, that genre is not really respected. Like Stephanie Meyer yeah. of the Twilight <laughs> yes. series. When you sparkle, breaking wind. <laughs> She wrote, as we said, and then we would go that wig, that wig person put a deep farting stain on those movies with those (laughs) terrible wigs. She farted on every wig and made it askew (laughs) and put it on those actors. And it is apparent. But the books. The books themselves. Out of this world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you guys take a listen. Heaving Bosoms. You can find Subscribe, it on your love podcast. love them. Yes. Yeah. We love them so much. And we did a little something different. Someday, Megan wanted you know what to, we should do? I just had a thought. God Sorry. Damn God yeah. damn it. Um, we should do a joint podcast and read like a murder romance. Yes. And like then Aaron and Melody. Yes. Where the, it's a cop with a boner. I, yes. And a... The female probably could be the cop, and then the guy could just be a damsel in distress. Yeah, and then and with a boner has a boner, and but they're investigating a murder where the husband yes. kills the wife. And yes, all right, we ladies, should. We'll get run on it, past it. Them. ladies at heaving bosoms. Yeah, we all would right. love it. So oh my fun. gosh, that would make us so happy. Megan wanted to um go back in time a little bit I more. I mean, a I was little thinking seventies, but <laughs> I went. <laughs> way back to 1935 because I just kept going. Oh so my God. Our guys. crime happened in 1935. This Even I no was alive. Yeah. <laughs> and we are old. No, you were. We are old and decrepit. decrepit. Yeah. Yes. But 1935, I realized was a fun year. Of course, forgiving, you know, the great depression and people starving to death. And besides you know, that. Yeah. yeah. And Hitler rising to power and all Besides that kind of that. shit. Besides that, it was a great year. <laughs> it was a great year. Um, and we are on a new show, a show that I actually had watched a few times because I saw it on Netflix. Really? Because it's only two seasons on Netflix, but there's oh. actually five seasons. Where and then I think it is on, on Amazon. Hulu. Oh, Hulu. And then I watched okay. it. It also is on now Amazon Prime, but it said with commercials, but mine didn't have commercials. Yeah, mine so didn't go to Amazon Prime. You'll be you'll find it. It's called Murder Maps. It's a very highly produced British show. It I mean is. it's well produced. Yeah. Um 
And it but maps you know, I out like, the murder. Yes. Yeah. Right. It's, they're so. all based in London. Right. And so it's kind of a Jack the Ripper-esque type London murders type thing. Like where, when he was killing people and they, you know, every time you research him, you can see all the places that he murdered the prostitutes and they, yes. yeah, that's kind of what it's like. Like, here's where the murder took place. Here's where the bodies were. And again, but yeah. what makes it special is they also do have reenactments, of course. Oh, they sure actors. do. And live pictures, and which specialists. are gruesome, and specialists that talk historians that talk mm-hmm. about it, which is actually kind of interesting too, because yeah. they mix it with criminologists and historians to get more of like what was it like in that time. Mm-hmm. So Even, I had watched a few of them. Right, they talk about really early, like forensics. Yeah, what was it like to solve these crimes yes. when? Which you had nothing for once. I wasn't bored by yeah. it because it wasn't technological. Yeah. It was like, oh, that's actually really a good idea. You guys were smart. So this murder maps was called the Jigsaw Murders, which was pretty interesting. That's what these murders were called, which will become again apparent. They're quite gruesome. It's quite. This is a really gross crime. Yeah, like really gross. Yep. So what happened in 1935? You old bitches that listen, (laughs) you probably were very young. So you can't even relate. No one can relate. I tried to look up like women's rights in 1935, but the computer just exploded on me. and just said, yeah, right, bitch. Error. And said error and exploded. And then the computer laughed. So I had to change tactics. Mm -hmm. So I just really went to pop culture 1935 again they're really um who was the president in 1935 do you know would be roosevelt right well i mean i don't know but it was franklin d roosevelt yeah all right he was he just started being president in 1933 all right because he he started social security started right he did that yeah under him my As, dad just screamed at the podcast yeah, he was so my dad the historian he was like how do you not know that as well as i think prohibition was still going on so bill wilson formed aa which we are not a part of clearly. no we're not no cheers to you yes that started Blink. in 1935 yep. and unemployment at the time in the united states was 20 percent. so pretty rough Jeez. yeah uh, there was dust storms, people starving. Yeah. It was the Great Depression. Everything sucked Uh-oh. dick, pretty much. But some good things happened, such like as the first canned beer. Oh, my God. <laughs> so they could take their cans. That's amazing. And um, they probably couldn't even drink it. So who knows? I don't know if silly. Prohibition. When did Prohibition yeah, end? It might have been done by then. I don't know. I feel like oh when the God, war started. Oh, my God. Weird that it just popped up. It ended... In 1933, so that you could drink now. Thank God. They've been drinking for two Uh, years. Monopoly, the game was invented. Excellent. I hate that game. And nylon, so thin, thin, synthetic, synthetic fabrics were finally being invented that probably made buying your clothes a little cheaper, maybe. But also, they never disappear from the earth. No, so yeah, that sucks. um, Birth of swing. With Betty Good or Betty Benny Goodman was traveling around. A new house at the time cost about thirty five hundred. Yearly income was sixteen hundred. So about what you and I still make Correct. <laughs> with our seven yes. jobs. Yep. 
bread was eight cents. I don't Aww. even know was it sliced. Yeah, in the twenties it was sliced. Yeah, because doesn't Annie say that? Yeah, to Annie Daddy said Warbucks? it. To Daddy Warbucks, and that's the twenties. Amelia Earhart was really popular. She did not disappear until two years later. So she was actually really popular at the time, which was great. Just like so strong female women. Yeah. She could, you know, fly planes. And Eleanor Roosevelt was in yeah, the house. She kicked ass. Yeah, she did. Mickey Mouse had his first color cartoon, which is pretty wow, big. Oh, yeah. England had some really good firsts. And our story is set in England. Right. So they had King George V which is the father of Queen Elizabeth. Mm. He cacked it not in the 50s, so he's still was Is he the one who stuttered that the yes. king's speech is yeah. about? Okay. Yes. Um Agatha Christie was kicking it with her books. She Remember was pretty popular. When I had to take a class uh, for the job, our secret yes, job. one of our jobs. Yeah. And um <clears throat> I took a mystery women mystery writers yes. course and i had to watch what did we watch murder on the orient express? murder on the orient yeah. express yeah and the old one yeah the really old one. one yeah but that's a good one because you can't guess the ending because it's the ending it's her endings are really hard to guess which Actually, is why she yeah. was so good because you just if you can guess them you're really good but she just she would i think she was one of the ones that would always start with the ending and work backwards she would say she would figure out the murder and then work forward england had the very first compulsory driver's test where you were forced to take a driver's test before getting your driver's license and you couldn't just go buy a car when you literally could just like mail in a card and get your driver's license before Mm -hmm. that and they didn't care if you had no idea what you were doing um, of course, I don't know if women were allowed to take it or not. I have no idea. <laughs> Who knows? I doubt it. But there was an episode of I Love, I Love Lucy where she was taught how to drive by Ricky. So they must have been able to drive by the 50s. And she crashed the car immediately, of course. Well, remember, Super bad. Betty Draper drove all over in the yeah. 50s. And so they must have been that for then. Um, but, but we're talking 30s. Yeah. This is women had just gotten well, the right. Right. Boat right yeah. to vote in, in the 20 1920 yeah and um they probably had 7500 kids because there was no birth control for women so they and couldn't drive anywhere anyway. Do shit anyway england had the penguin paperback books which were affordable paperbacks for the very first time so all these old ass hardcovers now people they were cheap books were cheaper could carry them around so reading kind of exploded and buying novels and reading um which this is really, really good excited thing. Yeah. sarah and my right and me. babe ruth hit his final home run good job babe. yeah good job for you um shirley temple was popular war of the worlds was broadcast where everybody freaked out thinking aliens were attacking the earth because right. they're all dumb as shit um, yeah, Shirley Temple was popular with Good Ship Lollipop. That was yes. actually in 1935. Um, and also Fred Astaire. Yes, he was huge. And Ginger. Dancing I don't know if Ginger was his partner cheek. then. But I don't know. Maybe. Either. Um, Guy Lombardo and then uh, Louis Armstrong. Bing Crosby had his good horn. S- was very popular. Duke Ellington and uh, the Carter family. Right. We listened to some yeah. of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. May the circle be unbroken. Yep. Right. So they That's had That's what music. people were yeah. listening to. On their radio or their record. And do you want to hear the top books from 1935 in the U.S.? This is yeah. not in England. What, number one is our favorite. 
little house on the prairie. More Ingalls. I am best friends with Melissa Gilbert on Twitter. On Twitter. She She just had surgery too. Several of my tweets and responded once. So I consider (laughs) us absolutely best friends. I can't. I'm dying. Correct. Yeah. And it is much the same as I love her so much. Is Laura Ingalls Wilder in our heads? Yeah. Caddy Woodlawn too. I remember reading that when I was young, and then National Velvet. We both liked. I yes. mean, at least we read it. Yeah. Zora Neale Hurston was writing, um, and then we found out that Albert Einstein was the yeah. shiz knit right. in 1935. He was smart as hell. He wrote the book "The World as I See It." I never read that. No. No, I just figure I'm not. I'm going to be like what? And then Steinbeck was writing too, but I went. Yeah, to that, his hippie. Cause... What's that hippie genre he did? Um, his hippie genre it has a name. Now, see, people are screaming again. I don't know. Beatnik. I just think yeah. all of his um, books are really boring. Uh, yeah, sorry, yes. my husband loves them. I know. I just agree. we disagree about books. Um, for some reason, up until 1935, having stink ass and pits was considered <laughs> masculine. So stinking like a Sasquatch. <laughs> And like a dumpster <laughs> and like a poop toilet was masculine. But Obviously. women said, no more. And the first sir, deodorant no. was invented. And they said, do not come in my house, sir, unless you put this deodorant on, you gross pig. Um, toilet paper was finally advertised as splinter free. Uh, Would there be big ass wood splinters wiping your butthole? Thank you, baby Jesus. No wonder why everybody was stinky, dirty. They didn't want to wipe. No. Because they'd have to have somebody extract. Splinters in your butthole. How do you get them out? And your hemorrhoids, I bet, were bleeding oh, all geez. the time. Yeah, because you would give birth and die half the time anyway. But yeah, then you true. would have, I'm sure, torn limb to limb. Ouch. And then you have splinters in your toilet paper going in your outhouse Be or whatever. Be better in 1935, Jeez. people. There's anyway. fucking canned beer. Get your yeah. toilet paper under control. No kidding. If you have diarrhea, you're out of luck. <laughs> you just didn't use rags, I bet. Oh, I didn't even look up period items. Oh, oh. that had to be bad. You just had to let it flow. We would have never survived. We wouldn't have survived a minute. No. The music was so bad, yeah. we would have been like, done. We're out of here. But then, what is this toilet period? paper? They probably and had no the belts period. and yeah. stuff that they had from the 60s or whatever. Dear God. Gross. We have to wear a whole belt harness. No, thank you. Did you not have underwear and just stick a pad in there, a rag in there? Well, I don't know. I think the clips held it in place. I guess because they weren't sticky. My mom had one of those. Yeah. Big belt things. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I remember seeing it and I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? <laughs> so gross. Really Why gross. Why did you have to deal with that? When did pads get sticky? I'm going to look know. that look up. Look that up. So anyway, on murder maps, jigsaw murders, we are dealing with the case of Buck Ruxton, which is a very difficult name to say <laughs> if you say it fast. And say a swear. Also... <laughs> Buck also, Ruxton. with the British accents, I couldn't really understand. Right, some you have of the to names. watch all. Yeah. I watch all my British shows with subtitles. I couldn't get my subtitles yeah. on, so I was. I was watching a lot of British shows for a while, and so I was getting pretty good, and I knew their slang pretty well. But then I haven't for a while, so then you lose it. In 1969, Stay Free 
maxi Finally, pad. someone said, let's mm-hmm. have it stick to your underwear. But really, it was more like the 70s. Oh, jeez. And my mom had me in 76, so that yeah. was probably just a leftover that was like in the closet. She <laughs> For forgot emergencies where she could strap it on. <laughs> She's like, oh, I have this old day. pad from 1969. I oh, on. just gosh. Oh, How women do it? I don't know, mom. Anyway, you. this murder maps, it has a very intriguing beginning, too. It kind of talks about the pad. England has really good murders <laughs> really they really do yeah, murders. they really do they really do it's just a kind of a show on murders gone by and times gone by they say um so we open up in scotland actually not in london at garden home lynn they always have weird ass fancy names for everything i Sorry, gave up england. i didn't even write it down and it is a stream a very fancy name for stream we just say butthole river here in the united <laughs> states or that creek that we don't creek even down know. there that creek down there i don't know what it's called butthole creek but they have fancy <laughs> everything and so where a female hiker makes a gruesome discovery. Don't they all? Hikers make all these horrific That's discoveries. That's why I prefer to stay indoors. We don't, just don't hike because no. we'll find a bloody limb. No. But then we go back to Lancaster. And they said Lancaster. Lancaster. <laughs> Lancaster. Like, excuse me, where? Lancaster. Where? Okay. It is in Northwest England. They're a textile trade kind of blue collar town where it's working class by 1930 they're kind of really in decline by 35 it's getting kind of rough again the united states is you know we're just beating all the hell through the great depression but it's a really strong working class community where indian born so he's born in india buck ruxton <laughs> dr ruxton lives right. and they say often at two Dalton Square because it was about maps, right? So they kept showing. So they really where do show where he Lancaster. was at Two Dalton yeah. Square in That's Lancaster. He, in Lancaster, <laughs> Lancaster. I prefer Lancaster. Lancaster. Okay. They don't do the errors like he we was do. from India. Um. So he had his practice at the spot, and he had his house at that spot, similar to Doctor Huxtable. <laughs> <laughs> Whose practice was down in the basement? Yes. yes, where he looked at women's crotches. crotches. All day. Very he fitting. He looked at John Ritter's wife, Amy yes. Yazbeck's right crotch. her crotch. He did. There. Buck Ruxton set up his practice. He was very well regarded. He was young. He was pretty handsome. I mean, he looked really together. He was hardworking. The people of the town loved him because he was really empathetic to their needs. He knew they were really hardworking. So if he. And maybe didn't have money. Yeah. Right. That they needed medical care, he gave it to mm-hmm. them. And if he knew they couldn't afford it, he just didn't charge them for it. Right. Which probably. Uh, not a lot of doctors did. So the, as they made clear, this is before insurance. Obviously, this is before their national health care system. You paid your doctor for every single visit, as you did here, if you went. You know, and even way back when, you would pay your doctor, like, on L- Little House on the Prairie. They always paid right. Doc Baker with their Doc chickens Baker. and their eggs, yeah. you know, and were they, a handy. They Carolyn also- always offered a hand job. <laughs> she would- <laughs> Carolyn would never. <laughs> no, she would Never. <laughs> I guess they need their tooth taken out. But You're, Harriet Olson, Harriet Olson was, would give tons yeah, of hand jobs. She's in line. Totally. Um, it also said that, you know, he would 
he let people, you know, he was like, I'll do it for free, whatever, because he was from India and he was afraid they'd be racist. If, right. If he didn't. Yeah. Like that's kind of how he started getting clients was because they right. he still were had looking the, for this yes. white doctor. And the, so they yeah. would come to him. He had to still worry. Obviously he had to worry about that then as he would have to worry about it still, now, yeah, you know, basically. the criminologist, I didn't write down her name, but that's the one I wrote wearing curtains question um, mark. I wrote down a very mean thing. What? (laughs) (laughs) What did you write? What in the hell am I looking at? So, yeah, pretty much wearing curtains. Her name was Dr. Judith Robotham. Robotham? Robotham? Yeah. And she was a criminologist. Yes. She did a good job explaining everything. She seemed very smart, but... She Oops. was wearing curtains and she was a handsome woman. <laughs> That's all we need to say. You know what that we mean. That outfit yeah. was un- She was wearing a terrible fortunate. outfit. Yeah. And I feel like she didn't want to wear that outfit. They put her... No. It looked like a. she was wearing like a tube... Well, like something tube Janet Wood would wear. Like a... Not even. It was a tube top curtain wrapped around. Like can of corn no... dress with a terrible... Yeah. Like a can of corn... But a terrible pattern. A giant can of corn Halloween costume. But instead of a can of corn, it's a pattern of a wallpaper. Like if you wear a yes. wheelbarrow in all the cartoons where they lose their clothes and they wear a wheelbarrow with yes, suspenders. Yes, that's what it looks like. Yes. She's wearing yep. a pattern. She had like something <laughs> draped over the Yeah, she had a sweater on too. top part. But yeah. It was weird because it looked like she was wearing a strapless a barrel. dress. Yeah. Like she just wrapped a giant curtain around herself. Like she would be and went on to work. <laughs> In the barrel that has a pattern on it. <laughs> she was a very British hee-haw Oh, Judes. Anyway. So we see a reenactment here of Dr. Ruxton. Mm-hmm. Buck Ruxton. And he is talking with... Buck Ruxton, the girls from Heaving Bosoms should see if there's a... There, there should has be a, to be a yeah, character, Buck Ruxton. That should be a character in a romance yeah. novel. Um, like Teddy Ruxpin. <laughs> <laughs> so we see that he is treating this woman, and she she has a huge part in this, and I forget her, na- her name. I want to say Mrs. Havisham, and it's not um, Mrs. Havisham. It it's Hampshire. Mrs. Hampshire. Mrs. Hampshire, Hampshire sits there, and she has like some sort of problem probably with her butthole um <laughs> and she goes to pay him and he says no 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 um and she talks about her husband i have a feeling like her husband is ill or something and he's he old says, as shit yeah probably. yeah she's dying or something and so he says to her you know i'm not going to charge you just get the fuck out you know or what i mean nicely says of course i'm not going to charge you it's always nice seeing you mrs hampshire and she's like of course yeah thank you like, doctor how did we cope before yeah. you came it just loves him to death like it's really appreciative yeah. yep. so he he lives with his wife isabella which we learn later is not quite his wife which yeah, we we'll learn what the hell? i know it's super weird and they have three children and they have a housemaid, which is quite nice. You damn right. Her See, name, Kat, someday yeah. if we married doctors, we could have had a housemaid. Right. Her name is Mary Jane Rogerson. So Mary Jane. Buck and Isabella met in Edinburgh. As yeah. they say, we yeah. would say Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Edinburgh, it's spelled. But yeah, I guess but- they were saying Edinburgh. 
<laughs> Edinburgh. He was studying to be a surgeon. So I guess in Edinburgh, the medical <laughs> advancements there were really amazing. So he got into a program to be a surgeon there. So he had to be smart. He must have been really smart. It's known for excellent medicine. It was known for actually really great forensic science, which I think it still is, actually. That was the downfall, Buck man. met Isabella while she was working in a cafe. So she had a job, too. And he saw her and pretty much said he was instantly attracted, which makes me wonder if he was sighted. <laughs> now, yeah, even saying that Isabella was a handsome woman is mm. not accurate. I'm now, this is mean because she did have some... We'll find out what happened to her. It's absolutely terrible. But... Well, she had spunk. That's for she sure. She did. She had tons of personality. She I was think very she must smart. have had a winning personality. Yeah, I mean, you know spunk. how some people are just like very charismatic and you're just drawn she, to she them? She seemed like I mean, she was a ball matter, buster. Yeah. And probably, doesn't matter what they look like. You just love them. The room, I think she took, she walked into a room yeah. and could Maybe command a room. teeth um, yes. over. People Something. She was a handsome woman. Teeth? Yes. And they couldn't look away. Yeah. And he was actually looked handsome. He did. Yeah. And she felt the same. So they were really kind of instantly attracted to each other. But it said eventually she became his common law wife. Now we'll find out actually why that is too. Um, For several months, they lived together, saving money, saving money while he was going through his surgeon school or whatever it was then. And then they finally moved down to London and they, purchased his practice at two dalton square there it is again and so two you see the dalton map. square now we see in reenactment where you really see that isabella was a ball buster and she was a pretty strong woman which i don't i just don't picture women in the 30s kind of like this which is kind of good to see actually i loved it um so you see that mary is setting the table dr rexton is sitting at the table and Mary kind of dismisses herself. She seems kind of like wary of she's Dr. Like, Rexton a little out. bit. Yeah. yeah, I don't really want to be alone in the room with you here. And then he's waiting and waiting. You see the clock tick by, tick, tick, tick And the candles tick, tick. Get, yes, are melty. Yeah, melty. So he clearly meltier. has a table set for two. He's, he's just waiting. staring at him yeah. looking like a fucking freak. Right. Too. And looks, he has kind of Sam Paco yeah. staring and waiting for Isabella. So he... Isabella comes home and she's obviously late. She's been out doing stuff, hanging with her friends, like living her life, you know, being awesome. And he says, I have prepared bread and butter and stewed blackberries. And you are late. (laughs) If I was late to a bread and butter dinner, I'd be like, bitch, I don't care. You made me bread and butter and you're a doctor? Go fuck yourself. And stewed blackberries? Who wants to eat blackberries that are all mushy? No, thank you. It's jam? You made me bread and jam? Um, What is going on? I need more sustenance. I am a hefty woman. Right. I want to eat a little bit more than bread, butter, and jam. roast beef. And this is your special dinner? and gravy. Suck it. She pretty much does say that. And green bean casserole. Yeah, right. With the fucking onions so on top. She kind of rolls her eyes finally and sits down like, all right, I'll eat your bread and butter dinner, bitch. And he starts questioning her about what she did. She's like, I didn't even know you wanted to have dinner with me. I already ate. Like, I didn't even know you planned this. I was out hanging with my friends. She had like a appointment of some kind, probably doing some sort of ladies who lunch Getting thing. Getting Botox, yeah. probably with right. her girlfriends. <laughs> 
and then came home and he plans this dinner and then he asks her about robert edmondson yeah and she kind of goes quiet not that we ever hear about robert edmondson we don't again. even know if this is real we yeah. don't even know if it's real and and she's like so what about him i know him and he said you stayed in the same hotel with him now apparently when isabella to- right when she edinburgh. went to edinburgh again i guess she was well known to be one of those women that seemed to be on forensic files all the time that just literally did take off for days at a time a lot of these women do just take off unannounced for days at a time. It was but the only come way back. to survive. I guess. She would leave a lot, come back, leave a lot, come back, leave a lot, come back, to the point where neighbors kind of noticed she would be gone for a while and come back and gone for a while. Nobody really cared. Well, she hated Buck Ruxton. Well, she probably thought he sucked ass. So she had gone and her family was still, and her friends he are her still jam from there. for dinner. Right. And so she says, you followed me? And he and looked at pissed. the register yeah. She was staying in the same hotel as Robert Edmondson. So apparently there had been some to do about him, whatever. So she stands up, gets pretty pissed, you know, like whatever. And we see her leaving the room and he gets up and follows her. And that's where they cut the reenactment. They go then to give us a little bit of history on Buck Ruxton. He was born. Flashback. Yeah. In 1899 in Bombay, India, or what is known now as Bombay. He was in a really, really poor town. I thought it's Mumbai now, but it used to be Bombay. Or Maybe one Mumbai? of those. I, oh my yeah. God, we're so dumb. I know, we're terrible. Sorry, everyone. Um, it was under British rule still, so lots of plague, lots of sickness, lots of poor um, people from India really trying to get by under British rule and it just wasn't it's the best. It's Mumbai now. It okay. used to be Bombay. All right. So he was in Bombay that's now Mumbai. Ruxton though was a really bright boy and they really stressed academics and learning and he really seemed to catch on to his academics really fast. So he was encouraged to study medicine, which he globbed onto because he knew it was a way out of India. He could mm-hmm. go to London and escape. He actually married in an arranged marriage. Right. And two seconds later, this fucker takes off without his new wife. Bye. He went to Iraq. Yep. Left her in the dust. He took an uh, Indian medical service. So it's kind of looked like it was the ser- the service traveled around and just maybe a, right. in the army type medical medic. He then from Iraq without his wife moved to London in pretty much changed his name completely so his family could never find him or his wife so his name was not buck ruxton i didn't i think they said what it was first he changed it to something hakeem and then i think ruxton was like more british so he was literally untraceable at the time so to just, everyone back like, in he took off from everybody <laughs> went to london changed his name and started a brain, brand new life i think even though it didn't matter. I think maybe that's why he never married Isabella. Maybe they never married. They were all he just common law. Had his he still had another wife. Indian traditions yeah. at he probably heart. yeah. Now back to present time. Isabella and Buck did fight a lot. Their friends kind of described their relationship as stormy. Isabella was known for leaving a lot of the time, but she would always come back. But again, back they do mention that back in those days. I have Pino in the closet too. What oh, happened? what happened to the thing that I put in here? 
He must have. Sorry, she's looking in the fridge. He must have put some food in there. I don't know. Dig around. Did he put it in the freezer for you? I, I don't know. Is it in the side? Oh, sorry. We just can't function. Okay, just cut that out. Whatever. There was no Gary. Um, police coming for domestic violence situations. Police didn't give two shits. You couldn't just say my husband hit me and the police would come. They'd be like, what did you do? Yeah, they actually said that. They were like, yeah, probably that like you didn't deserved exist. it. Yeah. Right. You could beat up your wife and you were the wife that he could. your husband could do whatever he wanted. We see another reenactment where Mary, the nanny, is upstairs in her bed and actually awoken by just loud screaming fighting from Buck and Isabella. And then she hears things being thrown and smashing all over the wall, banging, stuff breaking all over the floor. So she really quietly gets up and walks down the stairs. She sees Isabella, Isabella totally dead and bloody laying on the floor. Buck is standing right over her, obviously just killed her. Buck then looks up and Mary's just standing there like a huge douchebag, like just go in the shadows. And then you just see Mary run back up the stairs and Buck is And right away she goes up the stairs. You're like, fuck, girl, you know, you're goner. There's no way to get out. The 13th to know to like run away. Right. I guess maybe. You push him down the stairs. You run out the front door. Right. Yeah. You kick him in the balls. Yeah. And you run. Oh. Anyway. So what had happened is that Ruxton. Also, by the way, the kids, the three kids yes. are sleeping. He, the three are in their bed asleep. Yep. And what he had done was beat, strangle, and stab Isabella. Could he not, like, find more ways to kill her? Like, <laughs> drown her in the toilet? Um, shoot her yeah bludgeon her and yeah shoot her up the crotch lay on the floor and shoot her her head with the iron yeah (laughs) try to give her antifreeze yeah drink this antifreeze what is it (laughs) Uh, i made it with my blackberry jelly yeah just drag her somewhere over broken glass cheese um so then of course mary he has to take care of because she saw him kill his wife mary was bludgeoned and strangled because he likes to do multiple killings Uh apparently and now the bitch realizes he has two dead bodies in his house blood everywhere and he has to dispose of them i mean everywhere it was everywhere because she was mrs she fought him too yeah yeah, to beat her down there was a lot of blood at least in the reenactment. Right. <laughs> so what he did to these bodies, it's, this is pretty gross. So just be prepared. Plug your ears yeah. if you are get sensitive. Out. But if you're sensitive, you're not listening to Why the show. I mean, yeah. you wouldn't listen to the show. He pulled out other teeth because he obviously knew that you could be identified then Seriously, by teeth. you guys. Pulled out. Pulled can you imagine pulling out, out all these teeth from these bodies? Tooth. Also, that was hard. That took that a That would have been hard. And sweating your balls off, pulling out teeth. And especially Isabella his teeth those were some <laughs> snaggles they, <laughs> they were in there something they were right out there yeah sorry my dear i'm sorry you didn't deserve any of this no, you i wish you would have beaten Isabella. the shit out of him fucking you yeah. should have went with edmondson and just took off he removed their fingerprints how by cutting off the tips of their fingers sure did, which Sarah. they show they which sure did disgusting. they showed their Yes. And then he didn't decide to stop there. He removed their eyes, took off their nose, their lips, and any identifying marks. Why not just cut off the head? 
I think I mean, he probably did. And then he still took off. Well, he their did eventually. Yeah, yeah, I guess. So obviously this is creating shit tons of blood. He moves them into the bathroom where then he dismembers the body. He literally butchers them by removing, like he's cutting them up at the joints, which I guess is what you're supposed to do to cut through them easier. Um, but he's a doctor. He knows how to, he has, right. he's a surgeon. He can cut apart people. He literally butchered them, literally rolling them up in the butchering newspaper. He took newspapers. Like, packages, and like he meat like packages. Took out their organs and wrapped them like meat in newspaper like how you would get your meat yes. if you're at a butcher a yeah. real life and like the brown yeah. paper yes terrible so then they show reenactment again so mrs hampshire i even wrote at this part i was like yeah. what the fuck are they showing because they it were was showing so I, they, it looked like gross. they were showing cutting up a real human body it but I, I think it must have been like, like a pig there was or like something. fat tissue yes, it you looked, could see in between and the, maybe they were i don't know I it was know. disgusting super disgusting so mrs hampshire gets hired by buck so to clean his hampshire house this is the reenactment from this is the first who the first was too poor yeah scene when she when he when he was like yeah you can have it for free right because you're such a great patient so she's super thankful he gives her the job to clean his bloody ass house and he has a big ass cut on his hand. So it's um, all bandaged. Right. She says, where's Mrs. Ruxton? And he says, ah, she's with her sisters. But again, Mrs. Ruxton, le- Isabella left him all the time. And she would go see her friends and go see her sisters and family and leave. So that was nothing new. He decides all of a sudden he has one of his suits. And yeah. he says, give this to your husband, Mr. Hampshire. And she's like, oh, my gosh, thank you. You know, we could use a suit. But then she's like, you may have to clean it. Then he she gave, looks at it. Yeah. And she's like, she's yeah, like, it's kind of like. Um, it's covered in blood. <laughs> his bloody suit from when but, he killed, killed and cut up his wife and he gives it to her. Okay. Yeah. I'll <laughs> um, clean it. I don't really want this for my husband, but thanks, bitch. I'd love to take this to the stream and. Yeah, beat it against rocks. So to then clean she it. kind of asks, "Where's Mary? Like, why isn't Mary cleaning your suits?" And then he says, "Mary's gone or whatever." And then Mrs. Hampshire looks around and notices that the house is a filthy ass house. It's wet everywhere. The carpets are wet. She goes in the backyard. There's literally blood-soaked rugs, clothes, and towels sitting in the backyard. The tub had like a yellow stain <laughs> all the way around no. it from where he was cutting up the bodies and it was full of blood and he tried to rinse it down. And, and it looked like he was burning clothes in the backyard. Yes, he was trying to burn things like there was blood everywhere. And she and he was like, oh, I had a terrible accident when I was trying to open a can of corn or something. Like, what the fuck? Um, and the, the historians tried to play it off because at this point, I at least I was like watching it like, um, why would you run? Yeah. Turn around. Wrong. And run your fat yeah. ass out the door. Yes. But instead, she, they the historians were trying to say like she maybe because she hadn't been in his house before. Maybe she thought this was just how he yeah, lived. That like, they're that just he lived in pits. filth. Yeah. In bloody filth. Right. I, I don't know. And she wanted the she probably needed the job. And they also do explain that for all of this, it kind of happens like murders. I mean, you just didn't assume like today we would assume all the time someone's gone for two days we would assume she's dead she's been murdered and we put in our head this whole true crime story and back then they're like it was just so uncommon to have like a murder like this happen that you would know someone 
that you can kind of rationalize in your head a lot longer back then, like all this weird shit that's happening. Well, to when her. people were had to leave for any reason, they were gone probably for a long time, right? Because and, it was yeah. like you just drove, could go and be back, and, right? Three hours to wherever. So <laughs> we finally have another reenactment where Mrs. Hampshire is looking. She's calling Doctor Ruxton, kind of looking all the all over the house looking for him. She peeks through a door where it's open just a crack. And there he is shoving the body parts, which are just really wrappings and brown paper at this point. But he's shoving body parts kind of like clothes or belongings to in a bunch of these bags. Right. And so she's just staring like, holy shit, what's going on? And then he (laughs) he walks up and slams the door in her face and goes, ta-ta! No, Mrs. Hampshire. Thank you. And she kind of has a look on her face, like, "Holy shit, something is weird here." Yeah. yeah. Um. And it's pretty much like, "Uh, goodbye." Okay. The historians tell us at this point he has the body parts in these bags in his home for a few days, four days, and they finally start to rot and smell as it would if you had your intestines in a bag, Hmm. a brown paper bag. So he Hmm. decides, hey, I better get rid of these bags of body parts. In the meantime, like I right away, of course, the mom and you thinks, where the fuck are the kids? Right. Your house is a bloody mess and the kids wake up in the morning. Right. Where's mom? Where's Mary? But apparently he was like still taking them to school. Right. He would just bring them to school and pick them up, bring them home like nothing happened. He told the kids they just took off pretty much. I guess. So he carries so your mom and the in your nanny. Right. Gone. At night, he backs up to his house, as do all these husband killers do back into the garage or house or whatever. He carries the packaged body parts in the bags, puts them in his car and drives all the way up to Scotland. A hundred miles. Yeah. It's really dark when he gets there and he's just looking for random places to dump these parts. That's when he found Garden Home Lynn, (laughs) the stream. It was pretty much empty. No one was around. It looked just deserted as fuck. He drove onto the bridge and just threw that shit in the water. Threw all the meat. Right. right in, in the, the water. water. And he, this stream leads into the North Atlantic. And he thought they'd just be taken out to the ocean. And done is done. Wiped his like, hands. Perfect. Went back. The days that followed, it said, yeah, Buck tried to look normal. He's just taking his children to school. He's seeing his patients. He even had decorators come into the house to try to redo the house. He's like, what do you want me to do with all this blood all over the wall and the floor? (laughs) Just paint it red. Paint it it red. He would tell his friends, though, and patients different stories of where his wife and Mary were, which were really kind of confusing. And Mary's parents were like, she was like a teenager. She was was an older teen. Yeah. Yeah. And they keep asking, like, she doesn't just disappear. She wouldn't leave without telling us. Where is he? He's saying all these terrible stories. Um, he said, Isabella, since Isabella did leave a lot, people pretty much did think, okay, that sounds like her. They didn't really think it was odd. Um, and they really did start to assume that since he was kind of a weird asshole, that she finally just left him for good. They weren't even really technically married. No. And he told Mary's parents like, oh, she was pregnant. She got knocked up. She ran off. And then to some people, he said both Mary and his wife and Isabella like worked as a team to try to rob him and And ran away. (laughs) That's why I'd say, wait, what? Can you describe that again? And why are you telling Greg over there a totally different story? You got to get your shit together. If you're going to kill people, two Mm. people, 
Right. You have to have a fucking story. No kidding. You're a doctor. Think this through. No, have a brain. But then Buck pretty much shoots himself in the own dick like a dumbass. Of course. And he goes to the police. Yeah. Like, why? Can't no, look they're guilty. Not, they're not paying attention to you. Really? I mean, think of all. I mean, you could get away Wars, with murder back my then. Wife yeah. And he reports maid. that all of a sudden. I mean, so stupid. He just puts himself on the radar. He would have totally gotten away with it, really, had he not done this. He explained that his wife and Mary were both missing. He kind of then starts acting really erratic. Like, people are thinking he's acting like a super weirdo, like he's acting the victim, telling the robbing story, or acting like he's worried about her, like she was going to go visit her family. Now she's missing. Where uh-huh. is she? And so he has his per- he's acting like a super weirdo, and no one really knows what to believe, and he's really bringing suspicion on himself. Meanwhile, what's happening is the night that he threw the body parts in Garden Home Lynn in the Scotland River, it was also a badass storm. The river got really, really high, but then receded really quickly. So the body parts really never flowed down the river. They just floated up onto the banks. And then when the water receded, yes. they were all left there to rot. And they were all out in the open. They made all it like of them. three feet. And then the right. water went down and they were just stuck All on the there. bank. So that's when it was September 29th. So it was earlier. It was September 19th or so when he dumped them. So about 10 days later, this is where they, we started. The young woman who was hiking looks over the bridge and then sees all these gross ass body parts rotting in the sun. Is that bacon down there? Why is is there a rump roast down by the creek? And of course she has no idea what it was and calls the police. The police come and they're not even sure like how many people it is because it's just body parts. They're not even sure like what is this? How many people is it? Is this one person? Is this 10 people? They didn't know if it was female or male. The first thing they found was an arm yeah like a whole arm oh my gosh so the discovery makes all the newspapers and they actually do show like old newspapers at the time and they really would just not ever put facts in it for a while they just kind of but then i guess it's harder because you actually have to go talk to people and you couldn't just i mean it probably was harder but they were saying and then it got into the london papers that they finally when they tried to put some of the pieces together it was two people a man and a woman. So when we're 30 yes, and like 50, 50, which were totally different than what Mary and Isabella were. So Buck is thinking he totally got away with yeah, it because they're not even identifying the, clear, the bodies. Yeah. Right. Then we see a reenactment. Mrs. Hampshire is literally still hanging around his house. He's he eating. hires her. Yes, he hires her to be like his maid. And he's reading the article at the time, eating meat now, finally, not just bread and jam. He has meat for himself. And she says something like, oh, it's just awful that what happened is just awful. It's, How can, dead, it's two dead bodies. Right. How can someone do that to someone else? And he is just saying, as a medical man, it's just meat. And then they show him cutting up his meat and they make horrible squishing gross noise i mean it's it was so literally <laughs> 60 seconds of him cutting up and just squishy bloody sounds roast beef and then you see mrs hampshire and her she's like it's like she wants to puke yeah she's looking at him like right hmm. so these remains finally are brought to the university of edinburgh and the anatomy you know, department finally right. puts them together and they're identified as two women. 
They literally reassembled the bodies. Yes. Like they showed actual pictures. Of they showed it put back together, yes. and it was horrifying. How they tried to assemble all the body parts, like real had. pictures. And some of, of them it. were missing. Like one of them didn't have a whole arm but and stuff. The arms and were like Popeye arms, where the flesh was still on the arms, and then everything else was a skeleton. It was like horrifying. Yeah. It was- Awful. Um, they decide the woman was in her forties, and then there was another woman that was late teens, Which, early twenties. Bam! They yes. hit the nail yes. on the head. How did they know nothing? this? With I don't just know. A skeleton. I don't know. The bodies again are just pieced together, and they realize that each part was disarticulated, so taken out of the joints, and it looked like it was cut. Obviously, with medical knowledge, if you can pull something out of the joint, you can obviously cut it apart a lot easier because you don't cut through the bone then. And yeah, the story about showed body exclamation point. It was gross. Nuts. Um, then with the body, because Buck Ruxton is a dumb fucker, was a special edition of a Sunday paper that was only sold in one part of the country. And Lancaster. that part is Lancaster. Where he lived. Lancaster. It was called the Sunday Graphic, and I'm sure it was similar to the Inquirer. They, they made it said, so- <laughs> yeah, they were like, not everybody read it. And I was yeah. like, oh, Sarah and I would have had it. It would have been It's pretty much People magazine. Yes. So they said it was a magazine that Mary and Isabella would have read. That would It was like what women got. And it was like a gossipy newspaper or whatever at the time. And it was really easy to find the subscribers because it just had this tiny circulation of right around his 3, town. 3,000 yeah. copies. Yeah. And they could track down, okay, who's subscribed, who has been reported missing. And they pretty much totally pinpointed it to Isabella and Mary. And Mary's parents finally just said, fuck you to Buck and reported her missing. And the people who had reassembled the bodies were like, whoever cut this apart had to know the right. human body so it has to be a doctor right. or a surgeon it and it was to like him. duh right they found a blouse in the bundle that mary's parents identified it as hers they found another piece of clothing that was traced back to the ruxton house which was probably isabella's so we see another reenactment where buck is running and they oh put God. it on the map he again, freaked out yep to mrs hampshire's house and he's pounding on the door mrs hampshire <laughs> and he, he runs in and he starts asking for his bloody ass suit back. And she's like, well, what? And she says, well, I cleaned it. He's like, okay, okay. Go burn it in the backyard. She's like, what the hell? She's like, what kind of gift is this, you, you want asshole? You burn it in the backyard? That's super gross. Like, Harold weird. was going to wear it to church Harold totally Sunday. was going to wear it. And he then says, burn it, get rid of it, do something. And she's like, um, you could see on her face, like everything clicks into place. Like, the, like what and he kept happens? Going, you're going to stand by me, right? You know, you're my favorite patient. Yeah. And she's kind of looking at him like, holy. And you're shit. my only friend. Yeah. <laughs> I like, have better friends. Yeah. Um, so Mrs. Hampshire is literally freaking out. He's screaming in her face to burn the suit and then leaves her house. So she really, I think, knows what happened. The police then gather more evidence. They realize everything is just right to his front door, Ruxton. And he, they say, October 12th, 1935, they show him in his office. They say it's his last day of freedom. But then they talk about this other weird crime. Like that. All of a sudden it went and then I was like, am I supposed to Right. I didn't even write anything down. This other weird crime they talk about of some other guy who got cut up and dumped. In the same place. Right. In the same town. 
Um, so police call Dr. Rexton and say, we need you to come down to the police station. And he says, I'm busy. <laughs> and they say, well, we're busy too. And he says, well, I have patients today and I work late. And they say, we work late too. How about 9.30? He's like, okay. Um, so then he runs his, his fool butthole off, goes to Mrs. Hampshire's again, screaming, pounding on the door. Oh, this is the part where yeah. he said, yeah, she didn't answer. No, she didn't answer. He's screaming, have you burned the suits? Have you talked to the police? <laughs> and she smartens up and doesn't even let him in. She knows he's did it. He was arrested, or he went to the police station That's too, like a dick. Her. You're my best friend. Yeah, and stayed being um, questioned, and then they arrested him the next morning. They searched his house. I, I'm sure they found like blood stains and stuff. Well, like that. still, there had to yeah. have been. Um, he was charged as well. He was charged with both um, Mary and I- Isabella's murder because both were, you know, both were murdered. They figured they did it at the same time, right? But they talked about how the forensics was really good. They literally molded their the corpse's feet, brought the moles, and fit them into their shoes in yes. the house. How fucking gross. So, but the feet yeah. fit into the shoes. Or you could have just measured yeah. the ruler. Um, but they molded the feet. They photographed Isabella's face and superimposed it over his skull. <gasps> just like, just like, what like they wheelie did porn. With wheelie porn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, it was what they no. did with that other Super lady. Good. It was so gross, though, because they showed her rotted ass skull. Well, oh. Also, her gums and teeth were very pronounced. So it would be, it would have been hard to right. find. It I mean, matched. It totally yeah. matched. Her gums were very, she was long pronounced. in the gums. Yes. She was long in the gums. <laughs> like we have a friend who's very long in the vagina. Long in the vagina, but this, this one is long Isabella in the gums. Isabella was long yeah. in the gums. Yep. They also, uh, <laughs> so her friend is self, self, she calls it she herself. She has so diagnosed long, herself with long, long in, the in the vagina. Only on one side. Right on one side. <laughs> um, yes. She buys special pants. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, they actually, as they do today as well, use bugs, maggots, the life cycle mm-hmm. of these bugs to tell like, how long they've been there. Yeah. I mean, just my like God. the guy in CSI, yeah. wasn't he totally. a bug yes. person? Yeah. Um, but they find all these traces of blood in the stairs and the bathroom. And so he's just found guilty pretty fast and sentenced to death as they did. They hung the oh shit God. out of everybody they, back then. They did. He was sentenced and found guilty in 1935 and hung in May of 1936. There was, they, like, that they was don't like, mess around. No. There was no Ted Bundy like no. years in between. Right. Yeah. Um, there, of course, is crowds because sick ass people watched it. That's Those just, I, I don't know fuckers. how you could do it. Yeah. Um, but days later, after his hanging, newspaper published his confession that they said they found in a sealed envelope to be opened after his death. So who knows if it was real or not, but he does confess. It says, I killed Mrs. Ruxton. He calls her Mrs. Ruxton because I thought she was having an affair and I was mad at the time. Yeah, he said, like, (laughs) I did it in anger. I was mad at the time. (laughs) But no, I'm not. So So you killed her? her? I mean, my God. And then he just said Mary was present at the time. So I had to kill her. So she had to go. Um, okay, we got that, though. Thanks for the note, but we figured that out. Yeah, bitch. we already yeah. knew. And that's why you're dead. Right. So he didn't even Again, have to pay for a divorce because he weren't even married. Yes, I was just going to say. 
of your house. Just say, okay, then leave. I'm a doctor. I can find somebody else. You don't have to live at two Dalton Yard Avenue Lane or whatever, or whatever it was. Like, yeah, go, just go You're move a doctor. on. And she should have been like, bitch, I'm out. Get out of there, buck. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand why I had to be such Isabella, a Isabella, you take your gummy smile yeah, and, and you, you go. go charm someone else. And yeah. you can do it. And marry you poor dear. Other guy. And Mary, you didn't even have a chance. No, she You were didn't. stuck taking care of kids someone when you were 19 years kid. old. Oh, Mary. I feel Jesus, for her. Jesus, Mary. I know. But that was our travel back through time, 1935. And you should check out Murder Maps. It's actually pretty interesting. It's very graphic because it's British and they don't give two shits Mm-mm. about tits on tv and Mm-mm, blood on tv nothing they don't care um so just be warned anyway if you like more content again we have a patreon yeah. with some more content there it's just thrilling every time we get patreon i know i it, die i'm just well, so shocked when it helps us so much because yes because we, we just need really, to pay for obviously our gary is not cheap and Gary, obviously, in his ball surgery. Well, yeah, his ball surgery took up all of our funds. <sighs> that reconstruction was rough. Sorry, Gary. I'm glad you're on the mend. We're glad you're back. Oh. And Randy, we would. Randy, we would. I mean, give we can't, him I can't even take way, him. I can't take he or Diego to the vet if I can't go in with them. I can't have them go. There's no hope. For no, us. because Diego, if I'm not with him around in any public space or by any other person, he has a complete meltdown. He goes Randy, crazy. they have to, like I said, they have to use the, put the Hannibal yeah. mask, lecture mask on him and use Hawk Eagle gloves to handle him. He's so bad. Oh, Randy. Oh, embarrassing. So I can't even take him to get shots. But you shots guys, and- Nellie is like a princess. Yeah, she is. She is cute. She wears a sweater now because it's mm. a little chilly. might. I don't know. It's a Diego little wouldn't. chilly. Yeah, she's all dressed to the nines she and cute. Is. My my dogs are covered in burrs and ticks <laughs> and poop. It's <laughs> <laughs> just total shit bags. <laughs> Filthy. Oh, Jack, my other dog had one eye. Oh my oh, god, god, I miss oh, Jack. He was good. Dog. He was a good boy. He was a good boy. Anyway, we hope you can join <laughs> us next time as we talk about horrible things just horrible we go now and now we go back in time yeah we'll go back in time a little bit more and find i wanted to do the 70s because well well, we have one on the docket that's really good that one's an eight yeah that was an 81 yeah so that's perfect yeah um so keep listening again rate us subscribe. yeah we would love some ratings it we would love you to subscribe so we love reading them selves we have shitty self-esteem and it yeah. just oh. <laughs> yes we do it's the only thing that gets us through. it does some days it is the only thing that gets me through the day we just kept reading yeah. them one day when we were crying right. yeah. at our one job because it sucks so fucking bad anyway so but we bad. have a job i just have to say i have a job i know right? right now we, i'm lucky right now exactly I should be very grateful and bless you all for yes. just we are very grateful time. for all of us and for everybody we wish everybody health and food and job and a home because I mean, one time i had covid you guys one time yeah. i had it it sucks it's it horrible sucks it's real and it's horrible it yeah all right you guys okay Bye bye. We Just love you so much. Just pay for the divorce. Yeah. All right. Don't kill your spouse. No, Just thank you. Put t- saran wrap when they go to the bathroom. And that's a good funny joke. Maiming, it's yeah. fine. Yeah. But just don't kill them. Right. Okay. <laughs> bye. Bye. <laughs>